1: 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on 630 Chad
2: live from the Osmond Auctions broadcast center this is the Canadian Brewhouse overtime open line on Oilers Radio 630 Chad it's
1: 1104 along with Rob Brown I'm Reed Wilkins we're eight stories above the ice surface at Rogers Place where tonight the Edmonton Oilers fell behind three zip and lost 5-3 to the Carolina Hurricanes. It's their fourth loss in a row. The shots were 51-21 for the Oilers. They had a breakaway by Patrick Maroon that would have tied it with 10 and a half minutes to go. Cam Ward makes the save. Jacob Slavin scores about a minute later, and that put it away. Kind of a... I mean, it wasn't a good game by the Oilers. It was kind of an odd game overall. Both teams uh, took some silly penalties. For Carolina, it was two too-many-men-on-the-ice penalties. The Oilers had a too-many-men-on-the-ice penalty, a couple of uh, really foolish interference penalties coming from uh, Maroon and uh, Cassian along the way. Tonight, Maroon got sat down for about 10 minutes after after his penalty. So adds up to another loss for the Oilers. They're 1-4 on the season. Carolina moves to 2-1-1. One and one. Other uh, d- d- Okay, here's the thing. If you've been on social media tonight, you've probably seen something about it or seen this player's name. If you're a big basketball fan, it'll mean something. If you're a casual fan, you're going to read the name Gordon Hayward. If you're squeamish, just don't. Okay, Don't watch the video. Don't go looking for it. Don't look at screenshots. I have seen a screenshot. I have not watched the video, and I'm
2: going to try to avoid it. I, I don't he, want to see he, he broke his leg, and it's gross. Yeah. Ugh. Nope, don't watch those. Place for the Boston Celtics. I remember doing a game pay-per-view for the U.S. a few years ago when someone broke his leg during the game and I had to do the commentary on it without looking at it because I wouldn't look at the video. Oh, like, hey, you guys are watching it. It probably looks gross, but I'm not going to watch it myself. I know what injuries feel like, and I certainly don't want to feel what that kid's feeling tonight.
1: Uh, Nugent Hopkins, actually, career game or number 400 for him, There's a bit of a, a tense moment. He took that... And kind of a knee-on-knee or thigh-on-knee collision with Falk tonight, and he actually briefly left the game but but came back. A scary play, definitely a penalty on, on Falk. Unfortunately, it was the one where Stahl scored a shorthanded goal, then Strom got it back for the Oilers, but glad Nugent Hopkins was okay, and those those are always tense when you see a player go down like that. Yeah,
2: it was a weird one, where, where Falk lost control of the puck, and Nugent jumped in and, and was going to have the a chance, and Falk just stuck his, looked like he tried to stick his butt out, but missed, and it was knee on knee, and Nugent Went right down the tunnel back towards the dressing room but was quickly back, which is good news because the Oilers can ill afford right now to lose another one of their star players.
1: And we'll see about Dreisaitl and Kajula specifically. Maybe they'll be able to come back soon. I mean, hopefully on, on the road trip as they are both on, on injured reserve. All right, you can get us at 780-496-0063. Ryan Strom had two points tonight for the Oilers. Here he is.
0: How did you feel your team did respond because you were right in there uh, midway through the third? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, in times like this, it's tough to draw the pauses obviously, but um, special teams, I mean, we scored a couple power play goals, I think. The third period, we really, uh, we, third period, we came up with a chance to get back in the game, and we did, and the previous games, we didn't do that. So I guess those are little things that you can build on, but just unfortunate. I think we're doing a lot of good things and then we give up t- goals at the wrong times and just simple breakdowns that, you know, we don't make and then they, they happen and um, you know, we outshoot a team more than 2-1 to one and we lose the game, so it's getting a little frustrating, but I think we just got to stay with it and um, you know, like I said, it's tough to drop pauses, but it's almost like you have to at this point in the season. And you mentioned the two on the power play. Were there certain things you guys did better tonight than you have? I think just urgency. We uh, had a, you know, a game plan to get pucks in the net we did and Um, You know, our power play, I mean, I want you to see Masha, they got such a good power play and so many weapons, we got to be better than we've been, and um, it's nice to kind of get rewarded in that aspect, I think. If you look at the best teams in the league, they have great power plays and they win you games, so I guess that's a stepping stone and step in the right direction, but um, you know, still obviously a long way to go and uh, a lot of games left in the season. Do you feel like your performance late in this one is something you personally can build off of? Yeah, I think every game, like I said earlier this morning, I think it's been getting more comfortable and starting to feel, you know, good with the puck, making some plays and stuff. And, you know, it's nice to get rewarded. And, you know, in this league, sometimes it's tough. You go a couple games without scoring, you uh, you know, you start to get down on yourself. But you just got to stay confident, work hard in practice, and, you know, hopefully get on a little streak here. Tell us about that one.
3: Reid, that's uh, Ryan Strong.
1: Alright, Brendan Ulrich working the Oilers dressing room tonight after their 5-3 loss to the Hurricanes. The Oilers did go 2-7 for seven on the power play, but they gave up a shorthanded goal. Got a text here to six thirty-six thirty 6 30 from Jason who says, hey guys, I noticed Yamamoto has been on the first power play unit with Dreisaitl out. Would it not make more sense to have Nugent Hopkins there since like Leon he also shoots left? Uh, great
2: point. Um, I think that there, there's a worry that if you take Nugent Hopkins off the second unit, put him on the first unit, they don't have, I don't know what's, we used to call it the brain. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nugent Hopkins and McDavid, they're each the brain of their power plays. Everything goes through them. I understand having Nugent Hopkins with a McDavid, it makes it an easy transition from dry sidle. I'm sure they could have some success. I just don't know if the second power play unit... Losing Nugent Hopkins will be strong enough to have two equal units.
1: That, well, you know what? I, we we should say this though, if we're going to break down individual plays. Nice play by Jokinen to set
2: up oh, Strome. I, I play
1: because he gets the puck and he's in the open. And I thought, think, okay, wonder if he's going to blast it, and then that high tip worked to per- perfection.
2: He he's a smart player, Jokinen, and he's and you can tell that he's played in power plays in the past. He knows how to make smart plays. That was three good plays. It was a, a wonderful play by Russell. Pinching down, keeping the puck in, and then throwing it into an area where he knew a player was, and that was Jokinen. And then Jokinen firing the puck, and then Strom. That's not an easy tip. I know that sometimes it seems easy because we've seen the Sedin's do it so often. Right. It's not an easy one, and especially for Strom because that's on his backhand. It's much easier if it's on your 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 forehand. It's easier to control where the tip goes to. He does it on his backhand, and it was a, it was a nice goal. But yeah, nice by all three players on that one to make it happen.
1: Another text to six thirty six thirty. From Mark, who says, does this mean the Oilers keep alternating goalies until somebody gets a win? No,
2: I don't believe so. I, I, Talbot will play next game, and unless it is god-awful, Talbot's going to probably get the next. I I would imagine he might get all three games on the road trip. That would be my expectation. They need Talbot to get back to where he he, he can be, where we've seen him in the past, and I'm sure it's going to happen. The Oilers need it to happen sooner than later. Thus, I believe you'll see him play the next three games. The
1: goalie in the Carolina net tonight was extremely busy and very good. He made 48 saves to get the win. Here's Cam Ward.
3: Yeah, we couldn't have started any better, you know, scoring, I think, what was it, 15 seconds into the first period period, uh, you know, it goes to show the guys were ready to go, um, you know, and capitalize on our opportunities. We didn't, you know, have many opportunities throughout the game, but we sure put the puck in the net when we did get them. How anxious were you for this opportunity, not your first start of the year? Yeah, I was excited. you know, uh, um, you know, I've been trying to stay sharp in practice and do what I can to uh, be prepared when you get an opportunity, and uh, you know, Scott Darling's been playing great for us, and tonight's a night off for him, and I get to play in my hometown, so um, good to, to get a win in front of family and friends, and, uh, um, you know, move move on on to Calgary how sharp do you feel after facing 51 shots (laughs) well I felt really good um you know it's uh sometimes it's not going to be the prettiest you just gotta as a goaltender give you give your team a chance to win and uh uh, we certainly scored enough today to to win and uh you know fortunately, I was seeing the puck real well and and held the fort is that one of the mentalities though you can look at the scoreboard and go just as long as I keep us in the lead that's all that matters right now just make that save that keeps us in the lead yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, you know, they made a couple good plays to score. Uh, you know, their second one's a nice tip. Um, but you move on and you get ready for that next shot. I mean, you control what you can't control. And, uh, um, you know, I was I was prepared, you know, for, for a push because they're a very skilled hockey team and, uh, um, you know, obviously have a lot of talent over there. What does a win like this do for the team's confidence? I know it's still early, but this seems to be a, a pretty big game early on for this team. Well, it's a big win. I mean, uh, it's it's a matter of finding ways to, to win when you're when you're maybe not your best. Uh, um you know those 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 go a long way over a duration of a season. So uh, we'll look to be uh, uh, sharper on in Calgary and uh, um, be prepared for another tough game there. That save on Maroon. It's four three. You make that breakaway save. Did you kind of read what he was going to do on that play? Yeah, I was just, just trying to hold my ice as best as I can. Um, you know that was that four three. That's a big uh, time in the game, and um, you know just wanted to, to you know to make the big save. I really didn't. Like that third goal against me it kind of snuck through my arm um if i'm being real picky uh um so this is again just just getting ready for that next shot
1: all right scott johnson working the carolina dressing room tonight that's cam ward the winning goalie 5-3 the hurricanes beat the oilers uh, you know i'm glad he brought that up that that third goal you and i uh, we you sit in uh, a booth above me here and when lucic fired that one and it kind of went under the arm. I mean, you know, quick shot, hard shot, mm-hmm. but at that point the orders were coming on and that made it 4-3 with still a lot of time left and you thought, "Oh, I wonder if that's that's the one." And then he said it he he didn't like that one.
2: Well, no, he he was square to the shooter. He had uh, a clear line of vision and it was a it was a heavy shot. Lucci shoots heavy. And sometimes heavy shots seem to find Little th- holes to squeak through. It just They don't need as big a spot because it's going so heavy it just finds its way in there, and and it did. Uh, but a goaltender, if he gets a big piece of it like that, he feels that he should stop it. And, well, I mean, you he, he, he make 48 saves, and he's mad because he didn't make his 49, so that shows you uh, the professional that he is. So at that point, it did look, oh, you know what, maybe this is a comeback in the making tonight. Unfortunately, just... Uh, chasing all night long that one mistake is going to kill you and the one mistake was the power play where the Oilers gave up the shorthanded goal to stall
1: alright text here from Jess who says uh, guys what can a coach do to prevent his team from taking silly penalties and uh, just Jess also commenting I think uh, on the two interference penalties and also on the Lucic slash there in the second period he was trying to free up the puck
2: well, I mean, it's it for taking silly penalties, it's accountability. If, if you're going to take silly penalties, well, then you're not going to play. You know, we'll start with, uh, okay, you're going to miss a couple shifts. Well, okay, this is becoming a little bit habitual. We're Okay, we're going to go a little more than a couple shifts. It's going to be a period. Eventually, if it, if it doesn't stop, it'll become, you know, you're not gonna, we're not going to address you tonight. You're going to sit in the press box. Uh, in the National Hockey League, there's going to be, because of the way they call penalties now, there's going to be a ton of power plays. The, the little hooking and holding and things that uh, haven't been called in the past are getting called, you do not want to continue to make silly calls or silly mistakes that make the, the referees have to put you in the penalty box. And the, tonight, the, the Cassiano was, was one that should not have been taken. The Maroon one is one that sh- should not have been taken. And they came in important parts of the game where the Oilers were trailing and they got to extend the lead. The the Lucic one, in it's... It's something that you would hope by the the 15 game mark of the National Hockey League, the players will stop doing it. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a habit. It's guys have done it their whole lives, but it's getting called and it's getting called consistently. And you were on that penalty there. They were the length of the ice away from their own net when he slashed the 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 stick in the hands of the defender and it was right in front of the ref he's going to make that call every time you just cannot do that in the National Hockey League anymore
1: yeah and, and just big picture for the Oilers here five five games in one and four and falling behind and penalties and special teams and all that stuff and we talked about the Cleft Bomb pinch and the and the Lucic the Cleft Bomb pass that led to the shorthanded goal and I you know I said off the top of the show I just if they could get out of their own way they'd be dangerous and I go back. It's just something Eskimos head coach Jason Moss said when they, I think they'd lost four or five in a row, and, you know, now they've won a couple, but he said, and they've had some penalty-filled, turnover-filled games, and he said, you know, it's hard enough playing the other team without also playing the Edmonton Eskimos, and sometimes I feel that about well, the Oilers. I mean, and when callers have talked about it, media guys like us have talked about it, they're going to get the A game from other players, from, from other teams, they know the expectations for the Oilers. You know, it's hard enough, to, to, to beat other teams that are coming after you without doing things to, to put yourself at a disadvantage.
2: Well, and it, it's funny because one of the callers last week asked what I, what I mean when I say shorten the ice. And when you shorten the ice for someone is when you, make them a, you turn the puck over in the neutral zone and allow that team that, that short distance to, to get a scoring chance. Good teams are going to create scoring chances on their own. And there's so many talented players around the National Hockey League that someone's going to make a really good play throughout the night that's going to give them a scoring chance. You can't gift-wrap them other ones by making silly mistakes, by making mental mistakes, by missing your guy in your own zone, by turning the puck over at the blue line when you can make an easy play. Things like that. And that's beating yourself. And we've heard lots of coaches talk about it. We can't beat ourselves. And the Oilers, tonight... I believe, beat themselves. They did it in the first period first by falling by 3-0. 5-3, yep.
1: the final for Carolina. You're going to hear from Oscar Kleffbaum as well. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast this Center. This
2: is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630-10.
1: Final damage at Rogers Place, Carolina 5, Edmonton 3 Rough night for Oscar Kleffbaum. He goes minus two, couple mistakes, led to goals. Here he is.
0: Now And it's still early in the season, but um, if you guys wanted to not get too nervous or two down after three, at what point um, does it start
1: to get significantly concerning?
0: I mean, it's not good right now. Um, we all agree on that. We got a lot better in here. And, and like I said, especially when Bros come in and into the net to play a game like this, we got to stick up for him better. And we knew Carolina was going to come out hard, but we got to be better to start.
3: Sorry if you already asked this, just what happened there on that first goal?
0: I mean, I, it's just a bad pinch by me. Um, we, we said we were going to be aggressive, but I cannot go down there if we don't have coverage with our Third guy high, so uh, it's just a bad play by me. And, and I mean, if we're going to win some games, it's pretty tough, pretty tough to start playing right when we're down two, three, nothing. So it's, it's not good enough. Thanks, Oscar. Thank you. Read that, Oscar Kleffbaum.
1: All right, well, short and sweet, and uh, very true there from Oscar Kleffbaum. Oilers. Too sloppy, especially in the first period. They fall behind, try to rally, got within a goal in the third, could not tie it and lose 5-3 to the Hurricanes. So they have lost four straight. They're 1-4. and four. They will try to get it going in Chicago on Thursday. That's our next broadcast. We'll start with the face-off show at 5. The game will start at 6.30. Bob Stauffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I'll have inside sports from 6 to 8. I want to thank Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, back at 6.30. Chet tonight, Troy Bowler, is our engineer here at Rogers Place. Get more on 630Chad.com. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. Really appreciate everybody tuning in. I'll talk to you on Inside Sports tomorrow night. Take care. 630Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630Chad.